Hey, homies. Welcome back to another episode of the In Pommon Queens podcast. And I have another guest today, my girl, my friend, my sister in Christ, um, Jody Iamu. I guess I should say your last name as well. Um, but to me, she's Jody. And um, we are talking about um, church hurt. And this is can be a very controversial, uncomfortable, a lot of nuances in this topic, but I just feel like it was one that just kept popping up on the episodes that I wanted to do, and I just feel like God just kept, you know, nudging me, like, come on, Lauren, <laughs> like, you you should do it, so I just wanted everyone to know that it's just something that I feel like we can all do better as body of Christ and always call ourselves higher and just to be better and to be more united as one and to call other people in. And so I just wanted to say that and um, that let's get started. Okay. So um, Jody, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, first of all, um, thank you so much for having me on here. Um, I This is my first podcast ever, so Yay. confetti moment, because <laughs> <laughs> I have never done a podcast, and this is so awesome, and I love your podcast, obviously, um, and I just value the authenticity of your podcast, and so um, it's an honor to be here because I, I just love your platform. Um, so I just wanted to say that to my wonderful friend. Um, I am a, I'm going to introduce myself as a writer first, actually, today. Ooh, okay. That's um, confidence coming from the Lord. <laughs> yes, um, I am a writer slash blogger for um, a platform that I created called unwaveringdesire.com. And um, I'm also a strategic planner, consultant, small business consultant. And a list of other things that I'm not yet confident to claim. Event yet. planner <laughs> is key, is really key. You want Jody to plan all of your parties, all of your events. Okay, people. Top notch. Okay. <laughs> oh, I love that. Someone was saying that the other day too. It was just hilarious because I just do it for fun. Um, but yeah, so that that's a little bit of who I am. Um, and I know we'll get more into it when we talk about our personal story. So that's who I am. Yay. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, my, I just, I guess just a little bit more about you and your faith. Um, like, did you grow up in the church or were you surrounded by a lot of believers or like kind of a little bit about your, like, I guess, faith journey and your experience with church? Yeah, that's such a good question. Um, I did not grow up in the church. Um, and people who know me now actually, are surprised when I say that. Mm -hmm. um, but I did not grow up in the church. Um, I had family members and parents who were culturally Christian. Um, and what that means is that, so my parents are West, of West African descent. My dad's Nigerian, my mother is Sierra Leonean. And um, naturally in our African culture, we are Christians. Um, mm -hmm. So we, you know, we believe in God, we believe in Christ. We go to church on Easter, Christmas and all of those things. Um, but in my household, anyway, we were not like, you must go to church every Sunday. Um, I was, right. I was, I didn't grow up in a religious household at all. Um, and um, 
that's my early experience with the church. Although I didn't grow up in the church, there were moments in my childhood that um, I found myself clinging to God. It's so strange um, when I look back on it because I didn't know what I was talking about or what I was doing. (laughs) But my mom had bought me this children's Bible and I still have it today, but she bought me this children's Bible two of them actually one was like full of pictures and then one was like a mature one when I got <laughs> when I got to like middle school and um I found my way to that 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 book and I found my way to that um story or, or whatever um whenever I was having a hard time and I didn't understand what I was doing but I, I would know I would flip through the pages from time to time I would highlight mm-hmm. things and and so it was I was strangely having encounters with God not knowing that when I was young, um, but I didn't give my life to Christ till I was in high school. I believe I was 17. Um, So yeah, that's my experience with the church. That is something that I am surprised about, as you said, (laughs) people will be surprised to know, but I think that's good to bring different perspectives in and like see that there's no one way to have a relationship with God like you cannot grow up in the church and still have a intimate relationship with God and still experience the fullness of God and um so I think that's really important something that is good to see and to know um because I admire your faith a lot and (laughs) I respect you and I think you just the way you hear from the Lord and the way the Holy Spirit moves through you is just very um, powerful. And I just, that's something that always, when I think of you, I think of that. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much. No problem. So I guess in terms of church, I feel like that's where we, I don't want to say first met because we didn't really meet in church. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But that's kind of how, like, our relationship with God, that's kind of how it connected us to where we are now. Mm -hmm. Um, So how did we meet? I guess you can, and I can jump (laughs) in. Yeah. (laughs) So we can have two stories. Um, So I'll give my perspective. I, every time I think about this question, I think about just one moment. In a Nashville coffee shop, I'm painting this, the scene, you guys. <laughs> oh, in a Nashville coffee shop, <laughs> it was um, the brink of the evening. <laughs> <laughs> the brink so, of the evening. <laughs> no, we were. We went to what was the place called again? I can't remember. Fro- was it I, Coffee Monkey? I, I, no, Fro- was it Fido? Fido? Yeah, it was Fido. Just okay, kidding. yes, Fido. So for all the Nashville babes and bros, um, <laughs> we were in Fido, and um, we were having some kind of like. Uh, life group that's what we called it no actually it wasn't even life group it was a random hang that we decided to do I think but it was our life group ladies that decided to join and um we gathered together and then one of our quote-unquote faith leaders was like let's say something like awesome about ourselves like or what we see in each other and it was super random you guys it was this sounds really strange, but it was actually very natural flowing. Um, yes. Sorry but, if you can hear my kitten in the background, people. It's just... No, you're fine. <laughs> I couldn't hear. Um, yeah, so, and we eventually just started speaking to each other's lives and like what we see in each other. And I saw, met Lauren in this moment because our mutual friend, Destiny Jones, um, she uh, was already friends with Lauren and she brought her along. And um, I didn't know Lauren, but when I saw her, like, you know, um, like she looked so dainty and so, you know, <laughs> just so quiet. And, you know, I mean, she's still all of those things, but 
um, I just knew there was more to her when I saw her. And um, it, was, it was just more than quiet. It was like, this is, this is like a quiet thunder. Like, I, I don't really know mm -hmm. how to describe it. But um, that's how I felt when I saw you. And in the moment, I wasn't like overthinking it or, you know, like psychoanalyzing you. But right. um, at the first glance, that's that's where we met. And that's when I first like spoke into your life and you spoke into <laughs> my life. It was it was interesting. But yeah, that's where I remember us meeting first. Yeah, I can't remember now that I was thinking about it. Was that the first time or did we go to other life groups? I think that was the first time we kind of had more of a connection. Mm -hmm. But I was thinking, like, did we go to other life groups? And that was just one of the life groups that, like, stood out, I guess, kind of stood out most. I think you might be right. I think there might have been, like, one or two other moments where we met in life group. But I don't think we had a conversation until that point. Yeah. Yeah. That's valid. I don't recall. Um, and I'm sure I've probably seen you around like school and campus and things like that. But that was that was definitely the first time like I was really aware of your presence. Um, yeah. You know, so. I think I I used to have that recording still on my phone. I think when I switched to my most recent phone, somehow, I can't remember, I got deleted, but I had it for so long. <laughs> and I would always go when it got to Jody's, um part I was always like oh like what is she talking about I was always like <laughs> looking for like in my life like okay god where is like where is it so she's talking about but when I first um I guess met you or saw you it was basically the same sound similar to what I feel now just like powerful woman of god um so connected to god had this godly confidence and wisdom and just someone at Loki I was a little bit intimidated not gonna lie <laughs> I was just like oh my gosh this, this girl like she I think sometimes I people with big personalities I think are not gonna like me mm -hmm. and so that's probably where that was coming from <laughs> so um yeah but I think that when what was I was gonna say something about there was something you said that sparked something. But yes, oh yes, I was um roommates with Destiny at the time and I kept hearing her talk about life group and I was like, Oh my gosh, that sounds interesting. Like I don't have a like haven't been to church in Nashville and I just came back from kind of a leave. I was having and um, I just wanted to get more invested in community. And so that's kind of how I got to life group was through, like you said, destiny, because we were roommates at the time and we were really bonding. So I kind of wanted to see what she was going to when she would just like kind of disappear <laughs> for a couple of hours. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I was just that's kind of where we how we met and where we met and then our friendship I guess kind of took off from there and that's when actually that's when we asked you I think that was the year then we asked you to be our roommate <laughs> yeah was it shortly after or it was yeah like I feel like we didn't well maybe it was like the year of 2016 and then the next year I think it was a couple more um life groups after yeah, it was the end. It was definitely the end of the year for sure. Yeah, 
Oh my God. I remember that moment. That was so insane. I was like, I was like, I don't know what she's going to say. She's probably going to be like, who are you? You know, what's so crazy though, Lauren, about that moment is like, seriously, I had been praying about it. Like I was like, God, I don't know who I'm going to roommate with because, um, the previous year I had two roommates, um, in a time span of one or, or one year, I had two different roommates and only a two, um, put it this way. I'm only supposed to have one other roommate, but I had, a one leave and then another one come in and they were both really terrible like really terrible and so I was alone most of the time and I was like god I don't really know like what is gonna (laughs) happen am I just gonna go to an apartment by myself and so man wow this is so interesting to go back down this lane Um, yes um (laughs) but I think that I don't know all of the our whole experience was just like god was moving yeah all throughout so i think that also what put a lot of like the other experiences in perspective because um our relationship and what god was doing in us and through us and just around us that also was so just so fruitful that kind of the other things i may have taken away from it it was just like there's other things that were so we're building our faith yeah. and building our belief in just being at Belmont. Cause you know, we always talk <laughs> about like, we all had a moment where we thought we were leaving. Leaving. Yeah. So just the fact that we're that God allowed us to stay and just seeing what came of that. But yeah. I think um, I mentioned like some of the, t- like the two topics that kind of wanted to dive into because church hurt is such a vast topic that I kind of wanted to just dive into like leadership and then also community because those are the two things that stuck out to me when I was thinking about this topic Mm -hmm. and this is kind of a loaded question (laughs) but (laughs) what does like church hurt mean to you like when you Mm -hmm. think about that it's funny because when I heard the word before I I never identified with it um Mm -hmm. I always thought it looked like you know physical abuse or sexual abuse um which it definitely is like right that is that is you know that I mean that's the deepest kind of hurt I think um personally but um it is also the subtle things and it's also the um excuse me (laughs) it's also the um the subtle things that happen in service or don't happen, or even outside of service, it's really what happens mm. out, outside of service as well. Yeah. Mainly. Um, so anyways, I, I, what church hurt means to me, a moment when someone who says, and is supposed to be like Christ shows a different side of themselves. So shows an mm. aspect that does not look like Christ. And in, in that glimpse, in that purview, um, that's that's when you get hurt is when you see that side and someone's acting opposite of the identity that they said they were living in right Um, I almost think of it's funny I almost think of like um the story when Moses like went up to get um just be in God's presence and like people would say oh he came down and his face was shining and like Mm -hmm. the glory was just so much that he you know just all these things and I think of that in the opposite direction of like when someone is not showing the glory of God, you're still shaped by that experience and in Mm. a negative way. And so that's how I kind of, I'm a very visual person, but that's how I'm kind of interpreting church hurt is when you see, catch that visual and you're impacted by it in a negative fashion. So um, yeah, that's what I would say church hurt means. 
Yeah, I definitely agree with that because when I was watching something about these two girls around our age talking about this topic and they were saying how it's it it's so impactful because like opening up about your spirituality and like your relationship with God is so intimate Mm -hmm. and allowing people to come into that space and allow you to come into their space it's so such a vulnerable like what you're struggling with with God like the doubts you have wrestling with back and forth with different things and different questions and um your family life or whatever is happening around you is so intimate that when you when something when like someone shows another side it hurts in a different level and you thought you created this certain bond I guess um and so yeah I think that it hurts because it's just a very intimate relationship or a very intimate topic that there's it started through a lot of different areas of life. And I think that what I what I have learned is like how crucial like leadership is and like sound leadership. And it's kind of I think now it's kind of hard to it can be hard to like what I struggle with sometimes is like knowing sound like leadership and like mm-hmm. but also that point of like grace. I guess. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like that back like, yes, we're all human. Okay. Facts. Um, we're all going to like say something, slip up, mess up. Um, but knowing that we're called higher. And so like that back and forth, like having those two <laughs> two um kind of concepts and aspects in life. Um, so I guess and I know we've talked about this personally. But like wise leadership and the qualities that like you look for in um, leaders. So there's two. I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> there's two versions to this question. So if you know me at all, I'm very analytical. I analyze right. every single thing: my food, my classes. Yes, the food. My, yes to the food. <laughs> just everything. <laughs> everything. So I'm not gonna sit here and lie that I'm not super critical. Um, but just the way that God has designed me, um, me also being a leader and me being called to leadership um, to different degrees. Um, I can sense like when people are not confident in their, in their, lead, in their positioning and yeah. that throws me off. <laughs> like it throws yeah. me off in the sense that it makes me distrust what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, not out of like, oh, they're shady, but oh, like this is not safe ground. Like if I follow this person, like they may lead me astray because they're not confident. And so th- there's that aspect. I, I look for conviction and confidence in position. Mm. Um, and I also look for people. This is the key. And I think as long as for me, anyways, I feel like as long as you have this, nothing else really matters. You can figure it out. There's grace, there's room. But as long as the leadership is okay to be wrong and they, they accept the fact that they can be wrong. Right. They're not always right, that they make mistakes. I feel like that openness and that vulnerability and that ability, that hum- humility, really. Yeah. Um, to say, like, I'm not always going to have the answers and feel free to correct me if you feel like I need to be corrected. Mm-hmm. That is holy ground right there, because right. I don't care how far God has called you, even if he's called you all the way to the uh, president of the United States. The reality is we're not God. We're human and we're always going to need fixing. So I think 
leaders who can submit themselves to that level of humility are, are, are safe people to be around. Yeah, that's true because I feel like that has come up a lot, especially as everyone, especially now a social media age, like everyone is kind of in a leadership position in some way. And I know that's hard for me to <laughs> navigate by myself, but this podcast has helped. The Lord has shown <laughs> me my leadership. Um, yes. And uh, so that's been interesting. But I think that humbleness and humility has definitely come up because it's so easy to be, to fall into pride yeah. and to fall into like selfishness and be boastful about things. And I think that there, like you said, there is a, I don't know what the word is. There is a beauty in being humble because then you won't listen to the noise of the world because everyone's telling you you're great or everyone or people are hating on you or whatever. And, (laughs) but then you will know like, okay, but like, what is the, like, what is the Lord saying though? Mm -hmm. But like, what is the eternal truth about the situation or about what I'm called to do or about the truth of who God is. And so I think that that certainly is a quality that is good to look for in a leader. And do you have, do you think that that has like an age Mm. um, limit of like, I guess not, not in terms of maybe like pastors, but like, I guess in when you think people are ready, I guess, in small groups or life groups or whatever, do you think that there's like a maturity level? Okay, so I'll say this. Good leadership begets good leaders. Mm-hmm. And good leadership, nine times out of 10, is not going to put bad leadership in place. Um, yeah. And, I, and I, I'll say that. And so I don't, I don't know if it has anything to do with maturity, but um, in terms of like, oh, not, well, I don't know, actually, I take that back because I mean, there's spiritual maturity, there's age maturity, there's a bunch of different types of, you know, maturity that we, we have to take in our lives. And so, um, I do believe that, you know, God, you know, appoints people that are mature enough to handle whatever mantle they're about to take on. Right. Um, and to me, maturity doesn't mean, you know, everything or that you're the most confident all the time. It just means that, you're again, maturity has to do with humility as well. Like I'm willing to learn my way because I know I'm not fully statured yet, you mm-hmm. know? And so um, I don't think it has anything to do with age. I mean, I, as, as we've seen throughout the Bible, like there's yeah. plenty of the people that God has called like way yeah. out of the age that you expect. Um, but I know all of those, all of those young people did well because of the good leadership that they had. Mm. Um, and so I feel like the, the bigger question is the leaders that we're putting in place, who is behind them? Yeah. Who is discipling them? Who has built them and so on and so forth. Yeah. Cause I was thinking about, as soon as I said that, I was like, wait, what about Timothy? And mm. like that he is kind of what I think is like the poster child of like talking about how you're never too young. Um, it's all about your positioning and about your humility and about your, I guess your submission a lot of the time to the call to God. And 
Yeah. I guess the main reason I say that is just because I know there's so many young people like wanting to be in position mm. um, of leadership. And so I think I often am intrigued by like that eagerness, but not like the the discipline or like the self-control aspect of it. And like, mm-hmm. yeah, I just I guess the molding of like when you reach that level of like spiritual maturity, because I know that was a big thing in my walk of like oh just being like oh I'm a baby Christian then like I don't yeah. blah, blah blah and like kind of resting in that but not knowing that like no like the Holy Spirit is within me mm-hmm. I have the same tools that everyone else kind of yeah. has yeah and so and then I also thinking back about my own experience I think I really in reading the Bible just more and more and like the gospels and realizing like wisdom doesn't come from the world like wisdom comes from God and like that wrecked me because I always looked at other people that Mm. were like younger than me or um had different like really traumatizing life experiences and I was like oh they're wise because of their experience Mm. and yes of course like we know like experiences add to that but like true wisdom that is like eternal and that comes from God like it can only you know really come from God and allowing him to work in you and through you and so that was a very and it's still kind of have to I guess really realize that and submit to that thought of just like I can be wise without having to go through certain things because of what I make of the certain situations and like how I show up to my relationship with God each day and work those different muscles to um I guess cultivate my relationship and my faith yeah something that I also wanted to go back to now that I'm um thinking about it is you know that whole aspect of willing to like willing to be wrong and willing to say like you're you may be wrong I feel like that is a non-negotiable because even if you reach one level of maturity like God can still teach you a new thing in your old age that you've been believing for your entire life. I think it becomes dangerous territory when us as Christians just think that, you know, we're always going to believe the same thing forever. And it's just constantly going to be the same. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's like, and I, I don't mean to get too controversial here, but um, it's like things with like abortion and things like um, gun rights and all of those things. And, and, you know, we have our, we have our biblical stance, things that, you know, there's not really too much question around in terms of scripture. Um, but your experience allows you to understand people's life a bit better. And so God may change your heart about abortion. I'm not saying God may tell you, oh, that you're for abortion, but God may change the way you see women who go Mm -hmm. through abortion. You know what I'm saying? And then therefore the way you preach about abortion is completely different. Mm-hmm. And so just that ability to allow God, and I, before I was saying it kind of like, you know, that ability to be wrong in front of people, it's really mm-hmm. not about people. It's really about that ability to allow God to say, no, let me teach you a different way. Um, mm-hmm. It really has nothing to do with people because we're not surrendered to people. We're surrendered to Christ. Um, Ooh, yes. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> uh, I was just thinking that while you were talking um, and you said it, submission, like that's the yeah. key word. A cuss word, as I say, submission and obedience. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but 
actually reminded me of something that I did want to touch on a little bit, just not really about controversial issues, but I think when I remember when we were um, in college together and going to church, I remember you talking about saying like, oh, why aren't they talking about certain issues and like mm. in terms of whether that be race or just things that were going on in our specific community. Yeah. And I was like, oh, like I understood that. And I was like, oh, like, okay, yeah. But, you know, I was kind of going to that default of like, it's church, like no one wants to like rock the boat, blah, blah. But then when last year happened and I had the chance mm -hmm. to like yeah. really sit with it and see how important the church is to these certain topics of justice and the oppressed and the marginalized and everything and like really like even dive into the Bible and just see like how many times God talks about justice and yeah. like how many times he talks about the oppressed and like just really sit with it myself. Did I see that how important it is because just we like we have the truth right there for us and have the access of that and just how important it is to to speak about it in a level um, within Christian circles. So mm -hmm. I think that was something that I learned and like your view on it. Cause I still have a voice memo of you talking about it. Really? Oh my yes. goodness. Yes. <laughs> that you went off and it, it was in a great way. That so. is so funny. I need you to send that to me. Yeah, I actually, yeah, <laughs> you, you'll be like, cause it, there was a lot so of good funny. things you said in that, but um, oh my God. But yeah, I just think that you were a big proponent of that and big proponent of just like being honest about those issues, even in church, even if it makes you uncomfortable. And I guess you can speak to like the importance of that a little bit. Yeah, it actually heavily um, aligns with church hurt for me personally, because now I, like as you're talking about it, um, that was, you know, my past experience with church has been interesting um to say the least but in in my most previous experience that church didn't discuss the things that were troubling um the community that were troubling people of color and as a person of color i would like to know that um god cares about that too you know yeah. and and so when things are brushed over people are unseen and right. when you don't see people, that is hurtful. When you claim that God loves you and we want you to join our church and you're all about pulling people in, but you don't see the person, mm. there are means to an end. There are means to your numbers. There are means to your global vision, but you don't see them. You don't even know what's going on in their lives. Right. That is bound to create a sort of distance and um blindness to your actual sheep mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and so me personally like that stuff like that i i what i look for in a church and i think you asked or i don't know if you asked me this but um like what i look for in leadership and just even in a church is um people that want to see their congregation no matter how big their church gets like they make an yeah. effort they make an yeah. effort to know their body because if you don't, I, I just don't know how, how it's a body of people, only certain people are connecting and others aren't, you know? Right. So yeah, I, it's very significant to talk about things like that, in my opinion. Yeah. Cause I think that that's like, when I think about like my experiences, like that is 
and other people's is like that's the root of everything like being seen mm-hmm. not being seen not being heard yeah not just being known or acknowledged like that is at the root of a lot of things in people not making the effort to always reach out of like their comfort zones mm-hmm. to to see what's different and add and be what heaven's gonna look like you know yeah. as cliche as it sounds like and really take a moment to see that person as a child of God and in the image of God and I think that what you said is just yeah it is at the basis of a lot of church hurt because it's like oh you say you love me but then like your actions don't always align with those things because we can all you know hold the posters of like welcome home and like all (laughs) don't get me started with them dang posters (laughs) every every i'm sorry for everyone (laughs) (laughs) i love those posters just as but like you know like i love those posters side note but just like (laughs) i don't know that may be messy hey it's not messy it's just the truth um but yeah we can all do those things and you know me included like yeah just saying like even anything that I say like I'm coming from it because like I know that I wasn't the best in certain situations like I messed up like I could have added to the solution instead of the problem you know Mm -hmm. but I think we can all do those things and be involved in certain things. But if it doesn't call us all in and like be one body, because I was like even looking at like first Corinthians, like 12 of like we're one body with many parts and like we can't move without like each part. And Mm -hmm. I think that's what got me is personally. And I think I, I can't speak for you, but I just feel like I noticed it among, um, our friend our friendship and our friend group was just like feeling like we aren't valued as a part of that body um and so yeah that was just a roundabout way yeah yeah not really and I think it's important to to how do I put this (laughs) It's, it's important to be distinctive um you can you can scream all day welcome to this church we love you, come to this group that we have or whatever. But if you're not intentional, and mind you, when you have large masses, it's not easy to be intentional with multiple people. Yeah, And that's why leadership matters. The top leadership matters because they're supposed to know how to organize it so that people do get touched. People do get, excuse me, let me not use that language. People do get connected with. People do get, you know, um, guided and, and start to build relationship because, what is winning a soul if you don't even care to get to know that person? Mm, yeah. Like you legit. And, and this is, and this is not to shame people because we're human beings. Right. But you don't care to actually know that person. Like you say, Oh, God loves you. You're valued, but you don't even believe that. Yeah. <laughs> Cause you treat yeah. me like something else. So what, yep. are we, what are we actually doing here? You know what I'm saying? And so yeah. like, again, people are human, but we have to challenge ourselves. Like, right. do I love my neighbor? the way I'm supposed to. Right. And without a leader having to tell me to do so, that's another thing. I don't need a title. I don't need a position. I don't need a pastor to tell me that I need to love the person I'm sitting next to in the pew or Mm -hmm. even anybody outside of the pew. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like 
being under good leadership, but then also just being a leader in Christ because that's what we're called to. Right. You know? Yeah. I think that is something that I always like think about and it's just kind of, I think it can be I not int- maybe intimidating is the wrong word, but like we don't want to think that like we are leaders or like we are ambassadors of Christ yeah. because it's kind of just like, oh, it's like easier to just like, <laughs> you know, not think of it that way. I'd be like, oh, that kind of calls us to a certain level. But mm-hmm. it's important to know that, like, call our fr- call our friends out for certain things, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. and be like, hey, we need to not just go into this. Um, as I read the you're the girl for the job, what really stood out to me is like sometimes we can tend to do this like middle school, I guess, mentality mm-hmm. of things. and sometimes in like I mean every church but from my experience at least like the modern like contemporary church I feel like sometimes we have a like the aesthetic and like the the um just clicks almost the lack of a better word of like we all and yes we all in a certain way want to be around like people whether that's race whether that's socioeconomic status whether that's interest whether that's whatever it may be but that's like the world that's easy to do you know that's the default yeah and so it just goes back to like being like no god wants us to be one body many parts and that is the beauty of it Mm -hmm. and i know there's i think in the same scripture um a little bit down um it basically says that we're fools to think that we can move without the other the other piece. We're yeah. fools to think that we can actually grow as a church in numbers and then also grow in Christ. If you don't have a relationship with people, but you're growing in numbers, you're a fool to think that this is an actual body. Like mm-hmm. we really, we, we can't, I mean, we can't move without people and we can't move without having relationship with people. As, and I know both you and I know this, obviously, but like, I don't know, y'all, something about this, this job search that I've been going through, <laughs> it's going to teach you about relationships. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like how you need to manage relationships and that's professional, you know, uh, romance, whatever it is. Um, relationships is at the end of the day, that's all that anything, think of anything that's been accomplished in this lifetime, secular, mm-hmm. non-secular, whatever you want to call it relationship is at the forefront so the moment you damage that relationship praise god i'm i'm feeling the spirit on this okay <laughs> come on jody <laughs> i really am it's the same the same reason we just celebrated resurrection sunday it's the same reason yeah christ came down is because we came out of relationship with him and he mm-hmm. got on the cross resurrected did all that just for us to be in relationship. And if that doesn't tell us how important and how high he values that connection, and we're not emulating that with our brothers and sisters, guys, we're missing it. I promise you. Yeah. I promise you that the church building don't matter. I promise you that. <laughs> I promise. It's, yeah. it's, God, it's, it's of God, but it's, it's not the picture, you know, and I, yeah. I'm, I'm rapping, but you keep rapping. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the many Jodyisms that... <laughs> I love. That's um, for my DMV people. You know what I'm <laughs> rapping means. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that that is 
what you said of just like being a leader and like, but knowing how to navigate things so that people feel connected with and seen, even if it's at a bigger level, I think that's like a hard thing to do. And it's also like where you have to be the most intentional because Mm -hmm. I think it, like you keep saying, like it's easy to just have people come in, but it's easy for us to just walk out and be like, oh, that was a great time. Like (laughs) that was a great moment in life. But like on Monday, like we're out here, you know, like, so I think that, (laughs) yeah, yeah, that's important of just like, no, we're called to more than just like, oh, that was a great time on Sunday. Mm -hmm. And I'm back to like my own desires and, you know my own questions or whatever so I think that's something that a lot of leaders um need to do with but I do think that a lot of the ones that I have seen do have that backing of elders or accountability or just intentional relationships with their spouse or you know whatever they need to really stay focused I guess is kind of what we come back to because it's easy to get like oh like I'm building this um movement or whatever (laughs) so um I think that yeah uh, that is something to watch for well that's part one of the episode with Jody. Stay tuned for next week for part two and I hope this helps you today, tonight, or tomorrow. Talk to you soon.